No! Finally, at least some of us did. Cardin Roberts, Craig is off. He's somewhere where the weather's warm. Sean Morash is sitting in for him. See, you're from Long Island? Is that where you live? Yeah, Bayshore, South Shore. So you got nothing. I mean, coding, but coding, nothing. Barely a snowball could be formed. So here's the thing. Where I live up in Westchester, we got six inches. And I want to make something clear. I think it's soft that our school districts close school. I think it's ridiculous, all right? The roads were fine. You put some salt down. It's not a big deal. But forget about softness for a second. Our kids deserve this. Our kids deserve the day that we used to long for as children, where we would put on Z100, not the fan, no offense to Imus. We'd put on <laughs> Z100, we would put on News 12, and we would wait for the scroll. Is our school district closed? Do we have a delay? It was the most exciting day of the year outside of opening day, and we'd all pray for it. Now, nowadays, it's different. Your mom and dad get a text message. But when I got that text message at 3.45 a.m. that said that both my son's school was closed, I was excited for them because unlike you, I'm not a selfish bastard. Nope. I wanted them to experience a snow day. So for those in Westchester and parts of Jersey, I'm happy for you. For those that got a coating on Long Island, I am so sorry. You know, first of all, screw that. You screw the kids by giving them a snow day, Evan, because back in my day, if you got a snow day, you know what it meant? One more day tacked on in June. And it no. might have been a more. Oh, yeah. Off one snow day? Uh, the West Babylon School District, my friend, absolutely would do that. You you tack off the school day, you don't really? miss that day. You that's get it ridiculous. On. I'd rather have the warmer weather. I'll go to school in the well, snow. No, no, no. I'll sure, hike sure, up sure. Hill. If that's the rule, yeah. I'm with you. So where I was from, it was you get like four or five snow days. And if you go over the limit, then they start tacking on days. Mm. Are but you sure about that? I'm pretty damn sure about that. You think I'm making up the Lawrence School District schedule from 25 years ago? You may not have been hip to it, but I will say, Maybe. in real time, you bring up something that doesn't exist in the events. That no better thrill than having the radio on and waiting for those announcements. I know. I know. No bigger thrill. I know. And now I think about it, how easy the morning radio hosts in Long Island have it back then that you oh. just would rip off the snow days. It's That's an it. easy segment to kill. That's it. And nowadays, it's kind of boring to get a text message, but I was so happy for my kids when I saw school was canceled. And you know what I did at 7 a.m.? And I'm damn proud of it. Cash I- score of an MLB 2K <laughs> game? No, that was last night. Okay. <laughs> little Yankee spring training. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was watching the Knicks kick the Celtics' ass. I'm disgusted by everybody. But no, I put my pants on. Then I put another pair of pants on. I went three layers. I went four layers on top. I put the gloves on. And I threw my kids in the snow. We wrestled. We snowballed fight. We cleaned cars because I kind of tricked them into helping dad get ready for yeah, work. You got to take care of some business there. Bro, I shoveled. I love the snow. I love it. Did your wife make the kids the hot chocolate or anything? Yes, yes. Because it became a certain age where I was outside shoveling, and that was my snow days home. And when I would ask mom for the Swiss Miss, make it yourself. Really? (laughs) Basically, you fat ass would basically be what I would be told. Well, maybe at some age we'll do that. But at six years old and two years old, no, the hot chocolate was made. So for those that got to experience a snow day today, uh, congratulations. For those that got embarrassed by a dusting, my apologies. Now let's get to the breaking news. And there is going to be a select group of people in this audience that are going to be disgusted by this. They're going to be depressed by this. They're going to be angry by this. Then there's going to be a few people that are pumped up, that are jolly. Joe Shane just told you the reality. It's a reality we speculated about, but now we know for sure. In 2023, New York Giant fans, when they open up the season against whomever they play, your quarterback is Daniel Jones. 
It may be on a franchise tag. It may be making $38 million a year. Who the hell knows? But what we know today from the Combine is Joe Shane was honest with you. If you wanted Daniel Jones back, you got your wish. He's your quarterback in 2023. My apologies. No apologies here. I'm pumped up that he will be, but it's not necessarily a lock if he really wanted to play games. You could franchise tag him. He could choose to sit out. That's not happening. Nobody would ever do that. That's and not he, Well, no quarterback would do that, and he's not going to do that. But, yeah, he should well, be the quarterback. On. There is a quarterback that well, would do that's that. that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But maybe two, by the way. But Lamar Jackson for sure. Is that who you were thinking of? Yeah, no, oh. no, absolutely. Because I think I think it's different. I think guys are in different situations. Oh. I think Lamar Jackson may have to use that as leverage, but that's neither here nor there. You're right. The tag is a possibility. That's why I say, like, it could be on the tag. It could be on a long-term deal. I still happen to think it will be on a long-term deal. But what Joe Shane told everybody today, whether you like it or not, I know you're pro Daniel Jones, is he's your guy. They're invested in him because I was curious when he met the media, and we'll get to the Jets and we'll get to Douglas because he started talking too. Obviously, they're not going to give you the 100% truth, but sometimes you could read signs. Joe Shane said it point blank. He's going to be our quarterback. Right. Like there's no, I was going to use an inappropriate word. There's no bleep footing around here. No, that's the guy. He's the guy. But I actually appreciate that because this is a team they made the playoffs. Whatever you think about their win versus the Vikings, which I don't understand how you could rain on that, but then be, oh, can you believe the Eagles smashed the Giants? They won a playoff game where Daniel Jones was the best player on the field in that playoff game. May not have been the best player on the field in the game they lost, but you've now established something. The winning culture that you're building, the easiest thing to keep that rolling is keep the quarterback in place and start building. Don't have this be some kind of headache that looms over where you're wondering, is he actually going to be back? Won't he be back? Use the tag and that, and so be it. And we'll get to Barkley, but if that means Barkley's gone in the long term because all you have is the tag on Jones, then again, so be it. If your quarterback is in place, it allows you... Now, the cap, maybe you'll do different things with the cap, although I find that to be less of a big deal than others. Hey, just establish it. Let's go. Let's worry about the other holes hey, in this team. Did you find it interesting that... Joe Shane said he had not talked to Daniel Jones's prior agents. I almost wonder how that's possible. Yeah, how, like how how is that possible? How could Dan because and also Shane immediately after they were eliminated by the Eagles, I go back to the press conference, had no problem telling you basically the same stuff he's telling sure, you today. Sure. But it's odd that he would say that then about Jones coming back without having any conversations. That's why, that's why it doesn't but, make any sense. So if he says that and then goes back and Jones goes, by the way, I really appreciate my time here, but I really I'm ready to move on. Then what? Yeah, it, it's odd because what Joe Shane said was, and remember, it was about a week ago or so now where Daniel Jones dumped his old agents, hired a new agency, moved on. And, and I, Craig and I were talking about this last week. It feels like the report of Jones asking for $45 million a year probably came from his previous agents to make Daniel look bad. Because it does make Daniel look bad. Does it, though? Yeah, I think it does. But I, I, that I never got behind. It's simple negotiating. You can ask for $45 million. No, no, no. Everybody knows that you can ask for whatever. Look, I could go to FN and ask for $8 million a year. I'm a schmuck if that ever came out. People would say, you're not Francesa. What are you doing asking for $8 million a year? So, of course, I have the right to ask for it. Jones has the right to ask for it. But what was the talk around the league, not just here in New York? The talk was, you're good, Daniel. You ain't worth $45 million right. a year. Right. So yeah, it made okay. him look bad. You have to admit that. 
I, if you're an idiot, it made you look bad. I think to smart people, maybe you're not smart. Wow. It didn't make you look bad, Evan, because here's the wow. deal. If Daniel Jones, remember, this is not a regime that drafted him, and we know that Dable fell in love with him. I bet you Jones fell in love with Dable, too, because he did wonders for his career, as did Kafka. Sure, sure. If Daniel Jones started the negotiations and looked at Shane and said, give me $30 mil a year and I'll start this, do you think that Joe Shane shakes his hand in there, or they come back and go, how about 22 mil? I mean, it, no, 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 look, bro, no one has an issue with someone asking for more than they're probably worth, but sometimes you could ask for something that comes across sure. absurd. And I think $45 million a year for a guy who's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback came across absurd. Now, it doesn't matter because ultimately he's not going to get that figure, but where did that number come from? But also, where was the negotiation three weeks ago if yeah. Joe Shane is telling you, I've only talked to Jones's new representative, so... It's odd. It may also not necessarily be true. Just because Joe Shane says something that's doesn't odd. mean that's the reality. So I thought about that, too. But that's an odd thing to lie about. What's the benefit of saying I didn't talk to this pre-regime to make the new regime feel like I'm only in with you guys? Yeah, I don't know. Like, let's be comfortable. I wouldn't even talk to those guys. I'm only talking to yeah, you Yeah, I don't anyway. know what the thinking behind it would be. But they're going to get a deal done. Like, yeah. I don't think it behooves anybody for Daniel Jones to play this season on a tag and for the Giants to have him on a tag for salary cap purposes. But the real question is going to be this. If they're forced to tag him on March 6th, which is a week away now, I think the odds of losing Saquon Barkley are higher. And if you lose Saquon Barkley, you are now starting your offseason in an offense that's gotten worse. And it needs okay. to get better. Yeah. Because the one excuse I heard for Jones all year was he has no weapons. And by the way, I agreed with that excuse. He had no weapons. Like, it's absolutely true. The priority of this offseason is to put more pieces around Daniel Jones it would suck. That'd be the phrase I would use. It's not impossible, but it would suck to start the offseason by taking away his by far and away most valuable weapon. I, I've tempered on that. It, you're, you're right. On paper, immediately, it would make them worse. But I also, and this is very rare in this city, have full trust right now in Joe Shane that if the price gets too rich for, for Barkley long-term because you can't use the franchise tag on him, and let's say you're not willing to pay him 11, 12, 13 mil, that maybe you could afford the cap, where is that money going? Because to me, that money easily should go to insert Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. It, it doesn't have to be a free agent. We know some of these receivers are going to get shopped. That's the new hot thing is to shop these I mean, receivers. Because look at free agents right yeah. now. The number one receiver in the free agent market is like Juju. Right. Honestly. It's going to come down to a, a trade sale. Jeez, you know, call the Rams. They're shopping around. Did they get rid of Cooper Cup? I mean, there are plenty of guys that are signed to deals where use that money to receiver. And then I ask you, what's a better giant offense next year? One in which you have... Uh, Cooper Cup or DeAndre Hopkins plus a second round or third round or fourth round running back, you know, plus free agent or Jay Sean Corbin or Saquon Barkley with Isaiah Hodgins and bringing well, back Darius no, 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 can't And maybe your second round pick spent on a wide receiver. No, no, you can't frame it as keeping Saquon Barkley means you can't go after those receivers. No, no, no you the can go for you both. Can. But the thing is, if you don't keep Saquon Barkley, right. then I trust part of the reason you're not is because that money is necessary and significantly upgraded the offense in a more p important position that it needs to be upgraded. Well, and also in you back. can produce that running back, maybe not to the level of Saquon Barkley, a lot cheaper. I mean, yeah. that's been proven time and time again. It and just feels like they're close, though, financially. You know, Jeff yeah. Shane even said it today that they're closer 
with Saquon than they are with Daniel Jones. Which actually could even worry me. That actually could make me start to lose trust in Shane. What does close mean? How much are you going to pay yeah, him? Yeah, you know why that wouldn't worry me? Think about it. So Saquon Barkley's asking for $14 million. The Giants are offering twelve. That's close. If Daniel Jones is asking for $45 million <laughs> no, a year, you're right. they're offering 33 <laughs> got to be honest, paying Saquon Barkley 13 mil doesn't seem like smart business either. You know why it's not a big deal? Because And look at other running backs uh, that have signed these long-term deals. You can shape it in a way in which this season, that cap number is nothing. Like, you can shape it where Saquon's got a cap number of $4.5 million, and then next year, the cap balloons up. So you really don't have that much to worry about. Yeah, but you do still have to sign Xavier McKinney, Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence. I would much rather not be in tight spots and make sure those guys are done at more important positions. But hasn't haven't we seen enough around the league that the salary cap is essentially a well, figment of our imagination? It definitely is, and I'll go one further. I know it's kind of counteracting my own point. You know, other than adding a receiver, whether it's via draft or whatever, like what was the big item in free agency the Giants were doing this year besides Barkley and Jones? Everybody, oh, okay. Even the forty-five. You million mean in additions, like who yes, they would go yes, after? Yes. They're like they weren't going to do that. That right. Shane has basically told you that. So, and they wouldn't give him the forty-five million. But when everybody freaked out about, well, it doesn't allow you much maneuverability to do else around him. Well, what were you doing? Right. But also that you always have maneuverability. I saw a story today that the Jacksonville Jaguars converted Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Brandon Sheriff's signing bonuses into base salary or vice versa. Whatever they did, cap gymnastics, and like by snapping their finger. They created $26 million yeah. in cap space. The New York Giants, Adam Schefter's reporting, they're going to cut Kenny Galladay before right. March 15th. That's going to create $6 million in cap space. And like, they're likely going to restructure a Dory Jackson and Leonard Williams, right. do something like that. Right, so, so to the point, like, the salary cap exists, but does it really exist? It's there, but you always have the ability to manipulate it. You always have the ability to create space. You do until eventually you have to pay the piper for a year, which the Giants just did, benefited by making the playoffs, which the Bucks and Rams are going to start to deal with. Oh, yeah, no, eventually you, you but do. But all it really takes is a one-year reset, and then you figured it out. Look You're at, back up and going again. Well, the Giants are a great example. A yeah. year ago at this time, we're talking about the salary cap hell they're in. Now we're sitting here saying, oh, they've got the room to do all this great stuff. But here's the bottom line if you're a Giant fan. Next season, as you try to repeat what you did this year, and that's not going to be easy, your quarterback is Daniel Jones, and I think it's likelier than not that Saquon is back too. I've always been, like, if they can get a deal done with Jones long-term, I always thought bringing Saquon back was very likely. If they have to tag Daniel Jones, I think that takes a hit. Because now, all of a sudden, you get into the uncertainty of free agency and you don't have that power over Barkley to put a tag on him. But I think right now, if you're a Giant fan, I'd almost expect that the two engines of your offense are coming back, mainly because the guy running at Joe Shane pretty much told you that. He set the bar yeah. as if, hey, I'm bringing those guys back. Absolutely. And it's the way they should play it, because we may still see the best of Daniel Jones. We may not have even seen the best no, of no, Daniel No, 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 no. Hold on, Sean. And I know you love Daniel Jones. And I've been, I don't want to say I'm a defender of his. I well, call it like I see the guy had a good year. He better be better. You were not paying him to be what he was last year. Oh, there's better. And I'm talking about the, the best of what he could be. Well, we better see the best. Right. We, I, I totally agree. But the point I'm going to say is if they sign him to a five-year deal, but most of it's front-loaded two, three years. Right. There's also nothing wrong with saying we've done this now. We didn't just draft a quarterback later, trade all the pieces now, and basically becoming Alex Smith and the Chiefs, where you're a constant playoff contender. You've built up that culture, and then, boom, you figure it out. And you go draft a quarterback in two, three years as the finishing piece. Yeah, you have yourselves the kind of flexibility right. to move on if you want. But Arch I think Manning. That's really what you're thinking about? Well, it's some the, kid in junior high school. It's a safety outlet. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that you better hope that Daniel Jones takes another step this season. I think he will. Because you're paying him to be better than what he was this season. I think the biggest thing in Daniel Jones's way is whether he stays healthy or not. I don't think the talent well, And he did that last year, yep, man. But he did in the previous years. That scares me more than his talent. Oh, no doubt. That was always my worry, especially coming into this year, is for a guy who makes a lot of plays with his legs, and he does, and I still think it's his best quality, can he stay on the field? It's right. why having a, a suitable backup was so important for the Giants last year, and they were able to do it. So I think going into the future, yeah, it's his ability to stay on the field, but for him to be worth the contract that he's eventually going to get, there's no longer going to be the excuses of, hey, he's got the worst wide receiver room yeah. in the NFL. But Evan, he only threw 15 touchdown passes. That well, must mean he sucks. It doesn't mean he sucks, but it's got to be better. Like You can downplay it all you want. He's got to throw more than 15 touchdown passes. Did he I'm play, sorry. Did he play in the final game of the regular season? No. And what did he do in the what would have been the final game of his regular season? He threw three touchdown passes. Yeah, it was tremendous. Okay, that's 18 touchdown passes on the year. Should he slide at the two at every one of his seven touchdown runs to make sure he throws those in? That would have been 25 That's not the passes. point. If you're making $35 million a year, and we can go through every different touchdown a team scored in a given season and say, well, he could have had that or he shouldn't have had that. The bottom line is you got to throw 30 touchdowns yeah. in a season. That's just the reality. The team. And you know that because that's why you even say – for Daniel Jones to be worth whatever contract he's about to get, yeah, he's got to be more than what well, we just saw last year. If you have an ascending player at the position and you feel he's ascending, let's close with this, and your team finished a year where you had basically no receivers and a complete revolving door, and you finished exactly middle of the pack in touchdown scored per drive in the NFL, would you say that the quarterback was a big part of that and that's you feel good about paying that guy? I feel good about paying him, continuing with him, and hoping that once I supply him with more weapons, yep. he makes that jump. Bingo. That's what I would need, and that's the expectation. That's why a lot of what you're paying Daniel Jones for is not what he just did. It's about what you expect him to do, and the yeah. expectations are about to be raised. Raise him, baby. Let's go. Yes. We'll get to your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Plus, Joe Douglas sort of played poker in talking about Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr will address what he had to say. So Joe Douglas met the media. We were talking about Shane a little bit earlier, and there are a couple of things that jump out at me. He was very complimentary about Derek Carr, who we could talk about because Derek Carr is a free agent, high-level producer. He's per He's got personalities, intelligent. His decision-making is great. His accuracy is great and that they're going to be thorough with the process. They're going to meet with him again this week. So they're continuing the dialogue with him and then said, and we kind of knew it, can't really talk about anybody else. So when he's asked about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, he gives kind of that very vanilla, yeah, we've talked to a lot of GMs. We've had a lot of good conversations. I think without saying it, it's become very obvious that the Jets are thinking the way I'm thinking, which is not every Jet fan, I admit that, and maybe not every football fan they have a ranking. Like, I got a list right here on my uh, tablet where I listed the quarterbacks. I ranked them. I even included your guy, as unrealistic as it was. Did you include Mariota who got released today? I did. No, okay. he, absolutely. I have okay. the whole list of quarterbacks and where I would rank them. And to me, there's a clear one, and there's a clear two. Lamar Jackson I've put to the side in this discussion because I've been very skeptical that, A, the Ravens would trade him, and then, B, they would trade him inside the conference. So I put him to the side. And to me, Aaron Rodgers is number one and Derek Carr is number two. And I really feel that Joe Douglas is thinking the exact same way. And so what he said today, without saying it, this is the way I interpreted it, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong here in your opinion, was that, yeah, we're talking to Derek. We're just making sure that if it doesn't happen with A-Rodge, we got Derek Carr all lined up. 
Right, but it is a dangerous game to play if Derek Carr decides to make his decision before you're waiting on Mr. Silence and Quiet and Rogers. So, I get why you would do that as a Jet fan, Evan. I'm here to tell you as a non-Jet fan, you're making a huge mistake. I'm making a mistake on which aspect of this? On ranking Rogers ahead of Derek Carr for what you should want for the New York Jets. Why is that? Well, you talked about snow days earlier. We've talked about school. Did you ever learn a lesson that there's no cutting in line? Uh, Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets taught me that. Yes. Brooklyn Nets are a perfect example, and Kyrie Irving is a perfect example. The Jets, it sucks to be a Jet fan from the standpoint of many things, but specifically, I know Joe will hate me bringing this up, but longest playoff drought in football. So now we are supposed to assume that a guy who plays with retirement and everything could be gone in a year, forget two. You think you're going to cut the line and go from not making the playoffs to making a Super Bowl in your first year? And by the way, when you make a move for Rodgers and trade probably at least the first, if not more, you're not playing just to break the playoff drought because you could do that with no, Derek Carr. No, you're playing to win a championship. You're playing to win a championship. Yeah, so I got a lot of issues with everything you said. Let's start with okay. the cutting the line thing. And I'll use the Nets as an example. Sean happens to be a fellow Net fan, so he can relate to this question. Going to beat the Bucs tonight, by the way. <laughs> They're due. They're due. Yeah, the Bucs are due to lose. Yes. Sure. Um, that's neither here nor there. Would you do it all over again? Would you have signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant if you had the chance to do it again? Obviously not knowing the result. Can I give you a yes, but? No, no, just yes or no. Well, there is a yes, but. Yes, but what? Yes, but if it involved me giving up multiple first-round picks plus for them, I would not. No, no, hold on. Would you have taken the risk on signing two superstar players to try to win an NBA title? Yes. Okay. I say the same thing. I I own the mistake that ended up happening, but I also think that in order to win, you need stars. So I own it. It happened. We move on. It didn't work. I accept it. And, oh, by the way, before Contender Rodgers, the Nets are probably basically in the same situation they're in now. Right. They hit the reset button. Right. They went right back to 2019. So the New York Jets are not cutting any line. They have drafted really well over the last couple of years outside of quarterback and left tackle, right? But they have. They have put together a team that, in my opinion, you may disagree, roster-wise is a quarterback away. Okay. I mean, I I think— Do you agree with that statement? Well, I think they need help on the offensive line, but in this league— Yes, but if they had competent quarterback play— They're a playoff team last year, for sure. Okay. So the skipping the line argument is foolish. It's almost like you're saying they're nowhere close, and they're going to buy 18 players. That's skipping the line. They're looking to add one player that significantly changes the possibilities of this team. So I just don't like the idea of you using the whole skipping the line thing because what are you talking about? They've been online for three years drafting really well to the credit so of Joe Evan, Douglas. Evan, it's all about the, also about the player, too. The Bucks skipped the line, and it worked. But it was also Tom Brady. Well, no, no, we're, we're going to get there. I'm taking your argument piece by piece. Your skipping okay. the line argument was stupid. Well, That's it's all. stupid because Aaron Rodgers has proven... No, 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 no. We're, we're going to get there. But that's part of me, my argument I, skipping the line. No, no, it's not skipping the line. Their roster is good. They've built a roster. This ain't they Disney skip- where you're buying the fast pass. Rodgers is not the fast pass. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, I promise you, we'll talk Rodgers. All, right. All right. They're not skipping the freaking line. Okay. I mean, okay, don't give me that. I, my wife gives me that okay. That patronizing okay. No, no. Do you agree with me? Or am I just pressuring you to say okay? How many teams besides... I'm sorry, honey. You've never given me that okay. I was just using an example that people out there can relate. Because a lot of their wives have given that okay. You've never done that. Continue on. All right. She's too busy cleaning spit off your kid's face for dinner. All right. How many teams outside of the Bucs, the one caveat, have just jumped in in the last 15 years and made him won a Super Bowl immediately without having some kind of playoff pain? Uh, uh, Immediate? Well, okay. 
you're convoluting this. No, we've I'm not. Seen, yeah, yeah, you are, because one of my answers would be, well, Peyton Manning went to the Denver Broncos. They inserted a quarterback, and they went to multiple Super Bowls and won one. I don't they didn't win one right away. They did? Okay. But did they win one? Yeah. Did they get to one before that? So Peyton Manning is I'm Aaron Rodgers? No, hold on. I'm giving you an answer to your question. Yes, you but that's like not my question. What the hell is your question? You're looking for a specific example that's Dude, the Jets? Like I, you're looking for a carbon This copy? is the problem with picking apart my argument one by one is that everything is connected. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> you Aaron, know what? I apologize. Give me the whole argument again. Aaron I'll try to be fair. Rodgers is not Peyton Manning, who, by the way, was so focused, was getting back on a football field, coming back from injury, and you didn't have to give up assets. Now, you want to tell me the assets are irrelevant? That's fine. You're allowed to say that. You've already used your assets and you've built up. Tom Brady... Six-time Super Bowl champion before he went there. Completely different, all about football. Rodgers has shown you the last couple of years, he's not all about football. I mean, he's about being kooky. He's about hallucinogens. He's about saying crazy stuff. And that's fine, and that, that could be irrelevant when coming here. What I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers do is make significant, you know, big-time moments in NFC Championship games, go win Super Bowl. It's been more than a decade since we've seen Rodgers at his best. He oftentimes is the reason his team loses some of these big games, including this year in Week 18. No doubt that Aaron Rodgers has had a lot of playoff failures, specifically in the NFC Championship game over the last decade. I remember when they went 15-1, and and your team went there and beat them. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, can you give me your top five Derek Carr playoff moments? Because I'd love to hear the list. Okay, you're right. Oh, now, no, okay. So oh. you're going to attack Aaron Rodgers? But how do we know Derek Carr la- wouldn't have had a playoff moment in the year he broke his leg? Which, by the way, he's been healthy in his career. He other was, than that, he was great that year. You're right. We don't, but he didn't. We don't have those. Do we think Mike moments. Mayock, outside of Dave Gettleman, was the worst general manager in football the last five years? I mean, he basically had ten first round picks, none of them there. So you're going to write a list of excuses for Derek Carr? No, but it matters. We're we're doing it for Daniel Jones, right? We're talking about how he has no yeah, offensive I, weapons Derek and everything. Carr, Derek Carr has fair excuses over the last few years, and I've been fair in addressing them. He's had a million different head coaches, a million different offensive coordinators. There's been stuff off the field that has nothing to do with him that certainly has affected him. And, oh, yeah, his defense has sucked. I don't think he's ever I been hear- the quarterback of a team that had a top-20 defense. So Here's, they're all fair. Right. Sure. He would be on a better team next year, and you said it yourself with how good the Jets are, than he's ever played with the Raiders. 100%. And this is where you, and no offense, other Jet fans are coming across as a little hypocritical. How's that? If Aaron Rodgers was completely at peace with the Packers, completely at peace, I'm going to retire here, me and David Bakhtiari are going to go do chugging at Bucks games, if he was completely at peace, mm-hmm. do you know what you would say, our friend BT would say, and every other Jet fan, Iron Staten Island would call 15 shows saying, look at this, this, and this that Derek Carr's accomplished. Look at, you know, and now we could put him on this roster. You guys would be finding a way to uplift Derek Carr, and because Rodgers is available, you're poking holes at the no, Derek no, Carr no, argument. No, 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 no. Yes, you I, are. I don't think that's fair at all. I think anybody that became available, we would look, I can only speak for myself. I'm not going to put words in anybody else's mouth, so I'm only speaking for myself. I'd be critically looking at anybody that was available. Like, the Aaron Rodgers stuff that you brought up, the postseason failures, I'm not arguing with you. You're right. Like, He's the apple of my eye. He's number one on my list, but I'm also not going to just ignore the legitimate worries I'd have about him. His commitment to football, absolutely fair game. I'm not, I haven't argued with you about that. Yeah. It all should be brought up just like our points about Derek Carr will be brought up. But when you take all the pluses and all the minuses of each guy and you make your little list, the pros and the cons, to me it's not close. If you're trying to win a championship in the next couple of years, Aaron Rodgers clearly gives you that best opportunity. I think if Rodgers was three years younger, I'd be with you. I'm worried that this would be the only year you get out of Aaron Rodgers. Do you want me to call you Sean or Morash or something else? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Is it weird weird I call you Sean? Um, Yes. No. 
But it shouldn't be. Should I just call you Ash? Like, what do you want me to call you? Uh, a lot of people just call me more Ash, but Sean is fine. I'm not a lot of people. I'm me. What do you, you want me to call you? You know what I think you? about it? I don't think anybody calls me anything. I mean, Lugar calls me Fatso. Really? You're very disrespectful. I, I also call myself Lugie, so there's that. <laughs> My friends growing up called me more. The DA should call me Moraz, which is no, I'm just calling you Sean. Forget call me Sean's Anyhow. fine. Sean. My mom doesn't even address me by name. What does she call you? Honey? Hey, hey you. Hey. <laughs> what does your wife call you? A lot of things. <laughs> a mistake? Yeah. Mistake being right at the top of the list. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I just prefer Aaron Rodgers over this small period of time where you have a chance to win a championship. So, like, it doesn't mean he's perfect. I'm not arguing that. But over the next two years, and I do look at it as a two-year opportunity, and, and here's the reality. If the Jets are going to acquire Aaron Rodgers, I think this was all pretty much laid out today. Goonskoons was talking about it. What's his name again? Goonskoons. Yeah, I call him Goonskoons. Goonskoons, my man. That you call him Goonty? Yeah. I call him Goonskoons. Okay. He met the media today, too, and he was pretty honest about what's going on. He said, I haven't talked to Aaron in length since the end of last season. Aaron hasn't told us our plans, and that the contract will be restructured. If Aaron wants to leave... He's going to restructure that deal with the new team. So let's say it's the Jets. If you're restructuring a contract with Aaron Rodgers, you're talking to him about, hey, Aaron, you know, we're about to restructure this deal. We're about to acquire you. Can you make us a commitment? And those conversations matter, dude. They do. Like, you're assuming this is a year-to-year thing. I'm worried it's a year-to-year well, thing. But if I'm on the phone with him as Joe Douglas, I'm ta- I'm point-blank asking him, what's your deal, dude? We're going to trade for you. We're going to give you a new contract. Can you give us a commitment to this program? Like, that's a conversation that happens, no? Maybe, maybe. Because you're in the blood and guts of New York sports every day, and I'm doing the national stuff at CBS Sports Radio. Maybe I have a different vantage point on this, but you're talking about those conversations under a normal person in a normal headspace. I hate to break it to you, and you probably know this. Aaron Rodgers is the closest thing we have to Kyrie Irving no, in the I NFL. Know. Well, look, we, we get it. And I he get could that. tell you that commitment. He could agree on that. By the way, just last year we heard he was committed to the Packers for three more years when he finally decided to come back, and already. That's not necessarily true. Uh, we all they thought that a, when no, he resigned, and they, I know they had outs. They had a handshake and agreement of, we're going to run it back, and we'll reevaluate at the end of the year. It's why Goonskoons will trade him to wherever he wants to go. So I was never under the illusion, and I certainly don't think the Packers were, <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers was fully, fully committed to being a Packer for the next three Evan. years. You could very easily envision a scenario where the Jets do make the playoffs. And this is what I'm talking about, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're not, let's say, they don't beat up the Bills for the division. They're in the wild card round, and they lose. And they lose in heartbreaking fashion where Rodgers isn't at his best because, oh, by the way, he hasn't been in some of these playoff games. And he's playing with these young receivers, and you heard, you know, he doesn't even hang out with the guys in Green Bay or whatever. And he turns around at the end of the year and goes, boy, maybe I only have one, two years. Is this really the best place for me? Mm-hmm. You cannot trust that man at his word. You can't trust him at his word, and that would fear me to death. He is as flaky a personality at the most important position that you need to correct yeah, he, as you could acquire. And, by the way, is not exactly ringing up titles left and right with Green Bay that it should assure you the next two years will bring you that. Nothing assures you anything. Like, of course, I his resume doesn't guarantee me a championship, but if we're going based on resumes, he gives me a better shot at a championship than Derek Carr. How about, how about stabilizing the franchise before worrying about winning a Super Bowl No, 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 no. The goal is to win a championship. But and Derek Carr this, can help you get there, too. Uh, really? What's the evidence I have of that? He's a, he's a top 13 quarterback in the NFL. He's ranked somewhere between 11 and 15. That's who he is. I'm going to break some news. That's here. it. Next year, 
the Jets are a playoff team that does not make the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers or with Derek Carr. Oh, so it doesn't matter. So why why are we even why, why, why do we care? Let's just all go home, everybody. Sean's told us the future. We have no chance to win with Aaron Rodgers. You're not no winning a Super Bowl next to win year. With Derek Carr. Just close down. You top. haven't what won a Super doing? Bowl in 54 years. You think bringing in a quarterback who and I'm not a yeller. Bringing in a quarterback. Are you yelling right now? Bringing in a quarterback who has not sniffed the Super Bowl in over a decade that goes you know in his football pants every time in these NFC Championship games is. Couldn't beat the freaking Lions at home. And yeah. by the way, didn't need their backup tight end scampered for 50 yards versus an elite defense to burn them. The, all of that, we're discarding the last decade of I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm not discarding it at all. So why would he sprinkle magic pick, pixie dust? Why? Because you have he, Garrett Wilson and Swiss Gardner, and now you're going to go to the Super Bowl next year with Aaron Rodgers? He gives them the best chance to do that. I'm not predicting they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I'll ask you this. So the best back, chance for the Jets to yeah, appear in the Super Bowl in the next that? five yeah, years is by signing Derek Carr today than... than so, and then trading for Aaron They Rogers. have a better chance to win the Super Bowl next year with Derek Carr than Aaron Rodgers? I didn't Rogers. say next year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, You're I'm, talking about 2026? Is right. that what we're talking about? So we're breaking down 2026? I'm going to give you, you got a 6% chance to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers next year and a 1% with Derek Carr. Yeah, okay. You, 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 you have my a point. much Thank greater you. chance of winning a Super Bowl over the next five years by signing Derek Carr, figuring out if he is or isn't the guy, going down the road of, so, again, Alex Smith and the Chiefs stabilizing your you, franchise. You, uh, you already proved my point. I appreciate it. Aaron Rodgers gives the Jets, in your humble estimation, six times the opportunity to win a Super Bowl than Derek Carr. Those and I'd argue numbers. that's being generous. Okay, yes. well, thank you. Six times the opportunity, if I'm phrasing that correctly. Yet you're worried. You're getting all angry about 2025. You're very concerned about the quarterback in 2025. Heaven. You're bothered by that. You should How about know this better. one, bro? You should know I'll better. worry about 2025 when we're in 2025. Dude. I'm not going to, oh, because I got 35-year-old Derek Carr, I should feel better about it? What you should know about? that he spent your whole life as a Jet fan. So what does that no. mean? What does that mean? Give up? Like stop watching? No, it, it doesn't mean give up. It doesn't give matter up. who they acquire. It according means to sensible Sean. and know that you've gone through this much pain to know that it doesn't end with a quick one year. Let me try real quick. With it's this. not a quick one year. They it have basically a, is. No, it's not. They have a good roster. You're just trying to find the best quarterback in a small period of time to win you a championship. And the guy who's won how many MVPs? I'm sorry, and a Super Bowl. I know it's a long time ago. It he's is. done that. Was he Rogers, gives them a better opportunity. Was Rodgers a better or worse quarterback in 2022 than he was in 2021? 2022 was not a good year for Aaron Rodgers. I am willing to believe and hope that that was more because of the finger injury, more because of the weapons that he had, and that the Aaron Rodgers we would see next year is closer to the two-time two-time huh. COVID MVP. And. Tom Brady is obviously this mythical outlier. You know what Tom Brady did by playing into his 40s? Why are you bringing him up? Because it's going to tie into my point of why Go you're ahead, a fool. Bring why him up. you're a fool. I'm a fool. It made teams like the Saints think Drew Brees had more left in the tank than he did. It made, dare I say, the Giants think they could get more years out of Eli Manning than they did. The Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. And you know what? They were inevitably just spinning the wheel. Some of them making the playoffs and never finding Super Bowls. Playing quarterback and getting better 39-40 is an extremely rare circumstance. So Aaron Rodgers is done. That was the first time you've brought this up in our discussion. Not done. You think he's done. You haven't brought this up yet. You're bringing it up well, now. Define it's fine. Done. I think he's done being a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Okay. And, and, and by the way, if that's the case, then obviously I'm wrong. I don't think that's the case. I'm looking at one year in which he was clearly not the same guy, and I'm looking at it as an outlier. If I'm wrong, the Jets make a mistake and they don't win a championship. But here's the other way I look at it. I'm not as enamored as you are about 35 Derek Carr. I'm not as enamored about 2026 Derek Carr. You are. I'm not thinking about that. I'm um, thinking about the next two years, and if it doesn't work out, 
you move on to somebody else because you have no idea who's going to be available in two years. Zero. Do you think the Eagles are in the Super Bowl this year if they didn't play in a playoff game with some of the young core they had a year ago? Uh, that's a good question. I think I, I do think that losing in the postseason sometimes can help, can sometimes and, be a lesson for you. And Absolutely. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. The Jets have not made the postseason. They have a really good young core. They're going to need to go through a bump or two to you know learn a little bit of that. And Did I'm the not- Bengals need that bump or two? They still haven't won a Super Bowl, have they? They got to a suit. Come on. Just because I gave you an example that disproves your point. But is it about winning or getting there? They got to. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to give you a true answer here. For me with the Jets, it's getting there. Because that's not something I've seen before. And I think for the Nets and for the Mets and for the other teams I root for, and for most people listening, and I totally respect it, it's a championship. You're a diehard Ranger fan. You've seen them in the cup. Now you got to see them win it. You're a Yankee fan. Getting to the World Series, even though it's been a Win while, it. not enough. I think with the Jets, and maybe I'm crazy here, I'd have to ask my old buddy Joe if he agrees with me on this. Give me those two weeks in the Super Bowl. I, you know what? Dude. If that's what I get, I think I'd sign for that and say, you know what? At least I saw that. That's fine. <laughs> feel how you want to feel. Just know you're sounding like every Nick fan excited to just beat the Cavs <laughs> in the first round this year. Jackass. I saw this story this morning, and... We have to be very, very careful because when we give you guys information, you want to trust us. You don't want to, we don't want to dupe you because if we're duped, then you're duped. So I am very, very careful because there have been times, Craig and I will admit, Lugie, it's happened to many times, more so than me. Uh, we have been ball sacked, ball sack sports, which is like um, this creation of kind of fake but funny sports stories where. They seem just real enough to fool you. Yeah. But they're not real. Like, so like, you got to be careful with this. Like Kelvin Benjamin stealing all the cafeteria food. And that's why he got yeah. caught. From the yeah. Things like that. And sometimes they're meaningless enough where you're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. I, I can't wait to bring that up. So I read a story this morning and I fact checked this nine times because I said, this cannot be real. Like, it's funny. I'm laughing at it, but it cannot be real. And it came from a gossip site that says Tom Brady is pushing back the start of his TV career until the fall of 2024 because Tom Brady wants to begin a career in stand-up comedy. Okay? Uh, This is what I'm reading from Radar Online. And while Brady has no stand-up comedy experience, he did star in the sports comedy movie 80 for Brady with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. RadarOnline.com says that when Fonda, Tomlin, and Moreno began showing praise to Brady, it gave him the confidence to make the jump into comedy. Quote, the ladies were super nice to him, and he did a nice job reading professionally written material in a small part. But he'll be playing in a whole different league if he takes the stand-up stage, an insider explains. Now gives us a scouting report on Tom's humor. He does a great impersonation of Rob Gronkowski, and he's got a really funny, over-the-top Boston accent that he can also do. So basically, he's Gio doing Beningo. You stick to to what's around you. I'm reading this again, and it's Radar Online. Like, they're a somewhat reputable gossip site. Like, it's not a, a fictitious site, put it that way. Okay. Not all gossip is true, Sean. I acknowledge that. Sure. But it was published. With him thinking he can be a stand-up comedian because Jane Fonda laughed at one of the lines he read in 80 for Brady. I can't get enough of this. I haven't seen 80 for Brady. Remember, he was also in Ted 2 briefly. 
Yes, I think he was. And it, it was kind of I funny. saw Ted, too, so I, I'm trying to remember his he role. He gets out of bed, and they were trying to steal his sperm. Excuse me? Yeah. Is that what was going on? Yes. I forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to say that scientifically. <laughs> uh, yes. That was, uh, yeah, again, not suitable for kids' movie, but yeah, despite the teddy bear. But, but the thing is, like, in a movie, there's a line written for you, and then that's it. Like you're not, but, you're not stand. Listen, I don't know if you know this, Sean. I've got stand-up experience. I went I'm up and did a minute at the Carton Roberts comedy routine, and while I may have been funny for a minute and a half, it was a minute and a half, and I'm done. It's a lot to have the stage half hour, forty five minutes. No, I've thought about it in the past, and ultimately I realize I have to know my limits. That's yes. not something you know. I've done roasts of friends and stuff like that, but shouldn't we kind of be rooting for this? Why? So it means he doesn't come back. Well, two, well, three things. A, <laughs> go ahead. He doesn't come back and play. B, w- we go one of two paths with Brady here. The first one being, he is horrendous on stage, and we get to watch Tom Brady suck at something. That is true. And be extremely uncomfortable, and to the point you're like, ooh, he's bombing. Yes. And we we didn't truly get to experience that in his playing career. You're right. So if you witness Brady bomb on stage and instead of comedian, knowing that was like his next endeavor in life. Oh, that is so sweet. You're right, because when I kept reading this over and over again and figuring this can't be true, this can't be true, I started thinking to myself, I hope it's true. And it was really for the second reason, which is he's going to suck, and it's going to be so funny. Like Tom Brady trying to be funny and not being funny is going to be the most hilarious thing in the world. Oh, watching him be mortal at something, it's great. And by the way, I've seen some of his TikToks, all those stupid videos he's tried to tweet out. He's never fun. No, he's not funny. He rented the bike in New York City next year, and ooh, ringing the bell. So I read this this morning. Now, Loogie does it. I don't give you enough compliments, and I want to give you one here. And this is not backhanded. You're a very good producer. You've really learned over the last few years. You find out what's going on. You have tried to figure out this story, too. Is this true? Is I, Radar Online not true? Like, tell me what the hell's going on. I don't know if here. that's not true or not, but I know TMZ said basically he's not pursuing a uh, comedic, uh, you know, another oh. afterlife here, but he's going. Oh, but, but, TMZ but, but, TMZ my ass. he's interested in doing a roast on Netflix where he is the center of the roast. But that could be the start. Maybe he's. He gets around those people, he gets a little feel of whether yeah. he'd be comfortable doing that. Right, because when you get roasted, you also get to roast the dais afterwards yeah. so you could try out some comedy. And then, by the way, if you get... This is perfect by Brady because we've all watched these roasts, I'm sure. Somebody, everybody out there has seen a roast one oh, time or another. Yeah, and they're great, most of them. If you get roasted, first of all, it's a little... you got to sit there and take the jokes and everything. Yeah, yeah. But when you get up there to do the roasting back, even if you stink, well, it's just you're right. Everybody just killed you. So if you stink afterwards, you're like, wow, I really can't go up there on my own and do stage work. Nobody's going to crush you for stinking. Yeah, it's a way to do a test run without doing a test run. But if you kill it, then you're like, I could do this. Yeah, so the roast thing is a fine idea. I'm not going to mock that. Like, I'd I'd watch a roast of Tom Brady because— You know Peyton Manning's doing it. Yeah, of course. A lot of the jokes I'll laugh at and we'll celebrate. You'll love it as a Giant fan. I mean, I'm sure you'll get a lot of the uh, you can't beat Eli Manning jokes. Oh, no doubt. So the roast is a good idea that I would admit I'd be a sucker for and I'd watch, but you're probably right. I bet you now the Radar Online story is 100% true, and this is his, like, test run. Smart. Yeah. It's a smart PR move. And by the way, don't you think the stand-up comedy thing, another reason it could be true, it's just extending the Peyton Manning rivalry a little bit. Like, Peyton now is known as the funny guy. He does all the commercials, does all of that. How do you want up Peyton Manning being the funny guy in commercials? You become TV? a stand-up comedian. You become a stand-up comedian. I'm trying to remember both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning hosted SNL. Like, they've all done it. Yeah. Who was the funnier one when they hosted SNL? 
I don't remember. I don't remember I don't Tom remember, Brady being funny at all. I remember both of them doing SNL, and I couldn't tell you one skit. It's ironically only like the Eli Manning stuff sticks out. The Derek Jeter one sticks out of me. Actually, remember when Jeter hosted it? I do, but I I couldn't remember one skit. I only the only thing I remember from the Jeter hosting was it was Weekend Update. And the guy just insulted Jeter. That was his joke. He's like, let me tell you something, Jeter. You suck. <laughs> and it's just, okay. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. Okay. Over well, and over again. Let me let me ask you both a question because you both said it. Why must Tom Brady suck at something? Why? I hate Derek Jeter. If he sucked at pickleball with Evan, that doesn't take the place that he stuck it to the Mets. No, 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 no. When no. are you going to get over it? Tom Brady could just be perfect. Why can't he just because be the perfect nobody specimen? nobody is perfect. Nobody's and perfect. Everybody, I suck at dieting. You used to suck at producing, apparently. <laughs> well, some would say I still do. But hold on a second. He Evan went through a sucks very... at not spitting. We all suck at something. He went through a very public divorce. Isn't that enough? Do we have to drag this poor guy's uh, name boo-hoo. through People the People get mud? divorced every day. Went through a public so divorce. you want the guy to go up there? You want to marry a supermodel hold to get on. divorced? Guess what? It's public. You need Tom Brady to go up there and tell horrible dad jokes so you can throw you know, grapes and tomatoes at him? Who First cares? All, my team has beaten him. So you shouldn't feel this way, Sean. Much like us Giant fans, Evan has this hatred for Brady. No, no, it's human nature. Yeah, and if somebody's the perfect pretty boy, you want him to suck. I'm also not forcing him to be a stand-up comedian. If that's what he wants to do, he should go do it, and I'm going to enjoy him failing. What's wrong with that? Because you know he's going to suck at it, which we don't 100% know that. I'm sure someone's going to write his jokes as long as he works on the timing. Hold on, there is a huge. I'm going to give you an example, and this shows my presidential geekdom, but I admit it. When George W. Bush went back for his portrait unveiling, President Obama had him there. Who you and spit George, on, by the way, today was George I, W. Bush. I spit on you, Mr. President. I apologize. And George W. Bush, who's, you know, moderately funny, I guess, had material written for him that if anyone else is saying, you'd say, it's not that funny. But because it was a president, it was hilarious. It was just, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's a, the White House Correspondents Dinner, same thing. I remember one time, Obama, too. They make these jokes that are average at best, but because they're the president and we don't expect them to be funny, it's like that's the funniest thing ever. Well, also, they got, they're able, they have their finger on a very important button, Evan. You better laugh at all their jokes. So we're all, we all feel yeah. pressure to laugh. Exactly. <laughs> but my well, point I'm going to get wiped off that map real quick. When <laughs> someone is not expected to be funny, I admit this for myself. I do not think I'm a funny guy. I try to own who I am. When I went I on that stage. I can say we all agree in this room. See, there you go. When I went on that stage, Lugie was there. I think the laughs I got were just, oh, my God, Evan said something moderately funny, hmm. so it felt even more hilarious. So when the bar is lowered, then you appreciate it more. Yes. Like the Knicks winning a first-round series and treating it like a championship. Why are you, why are you doing that? It just all ties in. It's the theme of the day. <laughs> why are you doing that? It's the theme of the day. <laughs> I hope Tom decides to become a stand-up comedian. I wish you all the best, Tom Brady. I'm rooting for you. Now, my question also, I hate to continue the stand-up comedian thing, is Brady already big enough that he's like Bill Burr-like? He's going to sell at the Gardeners. He's got to start at like the cellar. That's a great question. Does Br- I think for his first show, he would do really well because there'd be a curiosity factor. Like if Tom Brady was doing a big arena and it was his first stand-up act, there's a chance I buy a ticket. I have to admit, there's a chance. Wow. I say, you know what? I'm going to go first. Or I'm going to heckle him. Like, he'd, I'm ha- in. he'd have to do TD, TD Garden or something. Sell to your fan base. You got to go to Boston. Go yeah, to yeah. Boston. Let them go. Act like you're the funniest person in the world. Make it an HBO special. Next thing you know, now you got a worldwide tour. Bam. But after the first day of Tom Brady making jokes, it's old. It ain't. Now you got to be funny. 
At some point, yeah. you got to graduate. That's why I was never going to be a stand-up comedian. Because after my minute and a half of making jokes about my sex life and Giannotti, I was done. I had nothing else. But having comedians need to be funny again a year later. I mean, they're going to hit all their towns. It's not like we're watching them every night like the Real Housewives in New Jersey. You know what I mean? You go <laughs> right. see them especially, you forget about it. I mean, Tom Brady's not going to Tallahassee every, you know, month for a comedy show. Yeah, he's not working <laughs> the Catskills and the Poconos. Come on, though. But I George mean, Carlin used to do that. Dice is that The real comedians won't respect Brady. This guy won the life lottery. You think he's going to go to small town America? He Listen, should. He's not married. He clearly doesn't want to hang out with his kids. He's done with football. Right. The guy needs something to do. It's, so the something to do is doing stand-up at the Catskills on a Saturday night. He million waiting for him at Fox. Let him do that. Sometimes money doesn't give you happiness, Rosie. That's right. Yeah. You never know, man. Small act at Mohegan will give that for you. <laughs> right.